Welcome to the Build Business Acumen Podcast, where we deliver practical knowledge and powerful guidance. Here is your futuristic host, Nathaniel Schooler. So welcome to the show, Jessica. Your name is Jessica Kelly and, and you work for Cisco and we've kind of connected on Twitter probably for about, it's got to be about three or four years and you've kind of progressed as well in, in your jobs and I don't know quite what you actually do now. <laughs> so I'll let you introduce yourself. <laughs> well, first of all, apologies for my puppy who chose that moment to bark. I hope that you got a good solid um, recording of that. He's very cute, by the way. I'm probably more interesting than than I am. Um, I, I do work for Cisco. I uh, just recently started working for Cisco as an employee. I've been a consultant for a long, 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 long time, um, primarily because I enjoy working from my own office, mm-hmm. uh, and Cisco allows me to do that. So um, it, it's, it's great. Uh, I've been heavily involved in social media for publicity and promotion for years, and that is indeed where we met on Twitter. Twitter, and uh, it was an accidental meeting, if I remember correctly, just we were talking about a piece of content that got shared somewhere, um, but it's been great. It's been great uh, sharing tweets with you. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I've got a few questions for you. I know you're a bit tight for time because you've got to jump into a meeting, but how can people use content marketing to build their personal brand? That's a great question. Um, first, a disclaimer. I, I sort of feel that marketing is just marketing and content marketing is <laughs> the newest term, right? <laughs> but if you, you know, marketing is marketing and, and to me, under marketing, you've got PR and publicity and promotions and sales and, and all these wonderful things. And social media is part of that. Social media is to me is the evolution of publicity. It's interactive. You know, you may be broadcasting information that you want people to know, but you also better be listening and interacting with them too. That's why it's called social media, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so in terms of content, there's so many ways to do it. Obviously, if you are an author or a designer and you create an amazing piece of content that is all about you or a service you provide or knowledge you have, then that's a no-brainer. You're going to share that in every logical place, every logical place that you think your audience might be, not, you know, just a, not just scattershot. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's your content marketing. But then there are people who may be severely pressed for time. I would consider myself one of those people. But I also want to keep my skills sharp and I want to know what's going on in the tech world mm-hmm. and the world of digital media. And so for them, for people like me, I find content curation mm-hmm. is just the perfect thing. It allows me to keep up on the latest news and then curate it somewhere. I mean, I happen to use the Scoop It tool. Mm-hmm. It was one of the first that was available for free, I'll be honest, and I really like the way that it worked. Um, some people use Pinterest. There's, you know, there's all different places you can post. Um, but it enables me to not only share information that I think might be useful to people all in one place, 
but I don't have the best memory. So if I'm curating content and I'm curating news and resources that I think other marketing people or writers or editors or communications, I kind of cross a broad spectrum um, all leading out from writing and communications, right? Mm-hmm. If I've curated something two years ago, I don't remember what it was on Topic X, but I know I read something and I can go back to through my own curated content and find something that's helpful to be on my job. So curation to me is just a win-win on all fronts when you don't have time to create. So you're basically talking about like an online sort of website like Scoop It or something like that that just has a collection of your curated content, right? Right. So you have your name in there and then all of the stuff that you curate will be shared from your Scoop It account or such like. Right. And so in terms of a personal brand... Um, you know, on Facebook, I'm just somebody's mom or somebody's friend, but on, and I keep it that way, but on Twitter, mm-hmm. I can establish some sort of presence as someone who has some information, knowledge, resources, etc. around social media, communications, and content, marketing, management, development, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I don't, I don't know that my brand, you know, I don't know where someone would judge my brand. I work full time, so I don't have as much time to put into it as I would, as, as I might if, say, I were trying to teach people about branding or looking for new clients. Mm-hmm. But at least my presence is there. And it's very obvious the type of person, if, if someone were to follow my Twitter stream, I'm pretty open, I'm pretty honest, and I tend not to spam, and I'm only sharing something that I read that day. Mm-hmm. In very rare occasions, you know, I'll share something from five years ago that just is still so relevant. I'd forgotten about it, and I feel like it's worth sharing. Mm-hmm. So it's an authentic presence. And, you know, to me, authenticity, I guess, is a big part of my personal brand. Yeah. To, I, you know. So personal branding is is definitely all about authenticity. And if it isn't authentic you know it's it's fake and there are a lot of fake influencers out there and this kind of stuff but you know i've i've noticed that you are the same person online as you are offline so yeah i've got another great question here for you so what are your top tips for improving people's uh, careers and entrepreneurial ventures so absolutely be yourself so no, every part of yourself, every part of myself is not ready for prime time and not appropriate for work. So that, that's a given, right? Mm-hmm. But find the parts of yourself that you're really, really good at because you're gonna, you're going to be sustaining this, you hope, over a long period of time, right? So I think what personal branding means to me is simply being my professional self and sharing knowledge, information, skills, whatever I've got, because I'm not one to work in silos. I'm not, I'm not a territorial professional that tries to keep all my expertise bottled up to myself so that no one else, you know, can possibly some, someone might steal my skill and steal my job. I'm just not about that. I'm very collaborative. And so that works, that works for me, you know, be authentic 
Absolutely. Um, if you think building your personal brand means getting a Twitter account, buying 10,000 followers, and spamming everyone with direct messages, that's just so very wrong. Yeah. So very wrong. Unless you want to do the type of marketing, if you're old enough to remember late night television and the infomercials that are still on on some mm-hmm. channels 24-7. Unless that's who you are. Yeah. You know, it just, I, I don't see a lot of gain in that, especially not in the mid or long term. Yeah, I mean, in this era of personalization, they're even bringing in personalized TV now. So you turn on your TV and they try and sell you stuff personalized to your name. I mean, I saw that the other week. But there are lots and lots of personalizations uh, happening in the marketing world. It's a very strange place. I'm not going to lie with AI and all this kind of stuff. You know, when I grew up, there were three TV channels and one of them was black and white, you know, and we had a tele- telephone where you stuck your finger in and, and, and wound the wheel round, you know. <laughs> you, know and, like, you know. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's a massive problem now with technology overload, you know, and certainly for me and many other people, it's very, very difficult to kind of fight the endorphins and this kind of stuff. So do you have any tips for reducing that technology overload and stress-related stuff around it oh that's a good question too um you know i try to avoid on believe it or not because i work in tech and i am very techy i try to avoid technology whenever possible when i'm not working mm-hmm. um you know it, it's beyond personal health right there's your eyes there's your brain <laughs> there's everything um i do not need to be connected 24 7 I need to be connected to my family, yes, mm-hmm. but in terms of work-related uh, technology exchanges over the over, what am I trying to say? In terms of work-related communications that are technology-enabled, right? Mm-hmm. I I don't need to be on a leash. I don't need to work for people that think. I need to be on a leash. You know, Cisco is very, very gracious and very aware of work-life balance, and that's wonderful. Yeah. But I say if you, if everybody that you care about is, is within eyesight, mm-hmm. put your phone down. Yeah. You know, no, you're not going to get an emergency call. Um, turn, Go old-fashioned. Have dinner at the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it comes to work, same thing. Um, if you really want to meet someone, pick up the phone if they don't live near you. You know, if they do live near you, schedule a lunch or a coffee. It's so much more fulfilling and informative to meet someone in person or at least on the phone if you can. Uh, Technology only takes us so far. And if you can remember that and use it as a tool instead of letting it use you, um, you will be far happier. Yeah, yeah, I'm nodding. I agree completely yeah. with that. Well, completely. and, yeah. you know, you're very metrics focused. My current role is in marketing, so everything is very metrics focused, and we have 10,000 tools to tell us 100,000 different things. Mm-hmm. And what it really comes down to is, did the piece of content I created 
send someone where I wanted them to go and did they stay there, Mm -hmm. right? That's really all I need to know. There are a gazillion different metrics that are not helpful. And when it comes to your personal brand, it's the same thing. You are a real human being who's not automating everything. You're going to take a weekend off. You can't spend your whole life chasing the Facebook algorithm because it's going to change. Today it's video, tomorrow it's back to GIFs or GIFs, you know, so... Be authentic, be yourself, use the technology when it serves you, but don't be a slave to it. Sorry, that was a bit pedantic, right. but I, you know, I feel pretty strongly. You hit a, you asked a question that yeah, I feel yeah. pretty strongly. No, me too. About. I think it's, it's, it's damaging a lot of relationships, most certainly. So what, what are your top tips for building a personal brand alongside a big corporate like Cisco or IBM or whatever? Oh, that's, yeah, okay. So that's tough because here you are, you've been a consultant for many, many years, you have your so-called personal brand, and now you've gotten a job. Hey, you know, I think I do want benefits, and I've met these great people. I'm going to dive in and take a, you know, quote-unquote real job. Um, That swallows your whole life, especially for the first three to six months. Mm -hmm. And so trying to maintain your personal, your personal brand, say on Twitter, that's where I'm most active, is tough. I don't, I was never spending more, you know, as a parent and a full-time worker and a volunteer at various organizations, I was never spending more than, say, an hour to an hour and a half a day, you know, at different times of the day checking in. Mm -hmm. But suddenly you find your time reduced to 10 or 15 minutes on some days. Um, Some days you can't get to Twitter at all, such Mm -hmm. as yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, I went over to message you, I believe, and that was it. So um, that that can be tough. That, again, is where I think that content curation is really helpful because at least you have a lasting presence. Everything's compiled in one place, and when you do get back to wherever you are promoting or publicizing or interacting, you have something to fall back on. Mm-hmm. It's like you're a stockpile of, in, of information. Do you think your personal brand has helped you to get hired? I think it can help you get hired in this particular role. Um, you know... My Twitter account demonstrates that I have knowledge around communications and social media and content, Mm -hmm. but at a company like Cisco, which is not very social media focused, I don't think anyone went to my Twitter account and said, oh, this is the person we need. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that if you're in a different field or especially if you're at a startup, I think that definitely your personal brand and your presence, your digital presence um, can help greatly. I've had offers. I've had headhunters. I've had, you know, interactions happen because of my digital presence that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Absolutely. But again, it's, it's me. I never thought of it as a personal brand. I never worked to create one. It is just me. Mm-hmm. So there's no worry if somebody reaches out to me, and wants to talk to me about social media, well, it wasn't a bot that was curating the news I'm posting. I really did read it, and I know what I'm talking about on that particular subject. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. 
What impact do you think artificial intelligence will have on content and, in fact, on marketing in general? That is such a big question. I am not even sure where to start because it's really hard to predict where it's going to go. I I actually follow people back when they follow me on Twitter, and I do this by hand. That is one thing I do every day or every other day. And I have, you know, this is a little off topic but related. What I have seen happen is it used to be very obvious that a bot was following you, right? I mean, it was so unbelievably obvious that this was a bot. It would have a picture, a generic stock photo of a picture or a cartoon, and the the handle would be, you know, eight scrambled letters, just random consonants. Now... You're, then, then after that phase, I saw people's pictures, but it would be a man, and then the name under the person's picture would be obviously, obviously, you know, um, a diff- someone of a different sex and a different nationality. And it was very clear that they were pulling stock photos of people now, but they were getting real names that didn't in any way look like they could be those people. Um, lately over the past month or so, I see followers that could be people. I mean, they really look like people. Their bio just doesn't say, I love to laugh. And the photo looks genuine and the name matches. But when you click through, you see that they are following 9,000 people and they have two followers. And they've been online for three days on Twitter. And so if it's... It's sneaking in all this type of bot mentality is slowly taking the place of actual human interactions. And so in marketing, you have all everything that comes. I mean, that was just a tiny example that isn't even really on point, but I think you get my point. Um, in marketing, we're going to see more and more and more of data-driven bot interactions. But the problem that I see with that is that sometimes it's not the right data. Yeah. It's not the right data at all. And even at an amazing company like Cisco, who has all these tools at their disposal, watching, watching people on the data, um, who are in the data gathering teams, trying to gather and compile and then analyze things, it often looks to me like an apples to oranges comparison that isn't going to actually give you good quantitative or qualitative feedback. And unless a human comes in and looks at that and says, you know, whoa, 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 where are we going? The shortest example of all is in some social media tools, they gauge sentiment, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Well, if you post something about healing cancer, that's negative sentiment for your brand because you use the word cancer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you say no in a post, right, or never, I've never had a better day, that's negative sentiment for yeah. your brand. Yeah, I agree completely. They've got a lot of work to do around sentiment analysis for sure. And, 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 right. And... and and doing exactly exactly that, just making sure that the data is actually going to work. 
You know, I think right. that in five years' time, things are going to be a lot more interesting. But I think that there are a lot of problems around around this. It is a massive question. It's a huge question. I dropped it right at the end as well. So, you know, we can revisit maybe in a few months' time when I get through this, get through the rest of the <laughs> schedule, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a massive subject that I'd love to talk, talk more about uh, with you for sure. So I'll leave you to it because I'm one minute over my time. <laughs> oh, it's it's absolutely fine. Um, I just, I honestly, I don't have a meeting in, for another 14 minutes. I just need to prep. Yeah, so sure. it's great. It's great. It's been so nice to talk with you. Um, you know, it, it's after so many years of being connected on Twitter, it's so nice to put a voice. I, I already had the face because yeah. you've got your profile photo, but now I have a voice to go with it too. It is very same, nice. Same here. It's very nice. I really appreciate you sharing sharing your time with me. Thank you. Thank you. Best of luck with your uh, with your endeavor. It sounds fascinating. You have to keep me posted, um, and feel free to use my email in case I miss a direct message on Twitter because it's so full of spam now. Sometimes the DMs get lost. But I always I do always look for your for your messages. There's three or four people that I know are not robots and when I see their name in the message feed I know ah this is actually a person. So Wow. Well thanks ever so much again, uh, Jessica. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to do this podcast with me. Thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe and wherever you prefer, share with your friends. And if you enjoyed the show, drop us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.